0: Hey, everyone. This is Will. I'm here with my co-host, Sean Getty. What's up, Sean? What's up? What's up? We've had a bit of a hiatus here. It was almost over two months, I think. Just, you know, Sean and I have been doing sweet fuck all with our lives and, uh, you know, sitting here with our feet up, uh, eating bonbons every day while you guys are out there crushing it. Just kidding. Uh, But no, we've been really busy. We've been working on a bunch of stuff that we're launching for our group, which is super uber exciting. Uh, But since we last talked, Sean, my man, a lot has changed in a lot of markets across both of the countries that we work in, the U.S. and our beloved Canada. And so uh, we won't go there. But uh, and so uh, today, what are we going to talk about, my man?
1: How to win in a changing market.
0: Yes. How to win in a changing market. And uh, it's huge. And why? Why? Because the market's changing and we need to win. <laughs> W's, baby. It's all about the W's. And so um, what uh what a lot of people that I encounter in in, in our business uh ask me questions because things are changing. And you I, I was told this many, many moons ago, and I know you agree with me on this, is you always gotta be pivoting, right? If you're not pivoting all the time, you're status quo and status quo fucking sucks. It gets you to a road yeah. called nowhere. And mm-hmm. at the end of that road is nothing. So you always got to be pivoting, right? So let's talk about working in a down market. So markets change. I mean, I've been through a ton of these dips. Um, and, uh, you know, what are some of the things that you would uh, talk to our crowd about? First thing you would do in a in a changing market from oh, that that was scaling up and then has a hard hard fall,
1: hundred percent. Oh man, there's so much to talk about. So <laughs> we could talk about like what the agents need to know, consider, and like how they have to have their mindset, but also how you have to set up clients because it's again it's a totally different market, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I think if we start with the agents, and so then we can maybe move into the clients, right? We should be mm-hmm. talking about. That. I think one of the things that people need to realize. And there's so many, because the market was so hot, there's so many new, new agents right now, right? Like six months experience, eight months experience. And they came into this blistering hot market and they all made fortunes and they all thought, oh wow, real estate is what I saw on TV. It's so fucking easy, right? <laughs> like yeah, the amount of agents that I talked to this year that they've done like 30, 40 deals and it's their first year, I'm like, that, that that's not normal, right? No. Yeah, <clears throat> so <clears throat> I think the mindset Even like experienced agents, new agents. But the thing that we have to understand is um, that we're moved into, I I wouldn't say we're in a slow market. We're still in a seller's market, at least where I am. We're just not in the craziest market of all time anymore. So understand that properties are now going to sit, you know, three, four, five, six weeks. It's totally normal. So when you're out there and you're uh, putting in offers as a buyer's agent, no, you're not going to get 30, 40, 50 grand off because it's been on for two weeks uh, because it's just going to take time to sell now. And when you're a seller's agent, keep in mind and keep your customers prepped that, yeah, it's going to take three, four, five, six weeks to sell a house most likely now, right? It's price it really aggressive. So that one, and now what happens is people actually have to prospect and not only do they have to prospect, You have to understand that it's going to take, as we move into a slower market, it's going to take twice the amount of work for half the results, probably even more than what we've been used to the last six months, right? Would you agree?
0: Yeah, totally. And It's funny because in our mastermind session last week, we talked about, and I talk about this all the time, one of my mentors, uh, she, she mentioned this to me, you know, almost two, over two decades ago, and it's all about managing expectations, but With a changing market, especially one that is going down, those expectations got to be managed prior to listing and every week of the listing. And some of the pro tips I'll give you guys on what I do with my listings Mm -hmm. is not only do I manage the expectations with data and a video, um, and I'm giving you guys some of my tips that I do here to secure my business, is I also, every Sunday morning, the first thing I do is I sit down, and I I create a video and I show these guys what happened that week with their listing, activity, feedback, et cetera. And also what else has come on the market that is comparable to their listing that could affect them whether it's priced higher or less, right? And this is a great way to keep in contact and to keep managing those expectations in down spiraling markets uh, because then you're on top of things and your clients will your sellers especially will appreciate you more because you're on top of it for them right which is what you you're doing you're you're working for them they hired you as a professional to do good things not sit on your hands and and you know hope that somebody's going to put an offer in on the property you have listed that's bullshit right so and and you know here the other thing too is you're going to get agents on the buyer side uh who are going to offer and I'm sticking with the sellers here, so stay with me, they're going to offer low low prices on your listing, right? Because everyone's mindset now is, oh, it's a buyer's market. There's so much leverage now we have on sellers. Let's just throw in 800 when that house is priced for 950, right? And you got to make sure you got, you know, Take a breath, relax. Don't take it personal. This is business because a lot of people take it personal. What are you talking about? 950 or 800 on a 950. It's honestly, man, like you just got to just let the the paperwork exist for a reason. Let the paperwork do the talking and you do the negotiating with your seller and the buyer. I had, I had a house that was up for 859. Uh, eight days later and I think we had eight showings in eight days. We sold it for 8.15 firm. And I told the guys to take it because it was a good deal. Right. And I, I fortunately knew the agent and so do you. And you know what he's telling me, I trust him about his buyers and their financing and everything else, which is another thing we're going to get into uh, in a bit, but that's how that's the pro tip I would do the pivoting, constantly looking for ways to pivot. Don't yeah. just sit, don't collect dust, pivot.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, let's talk a little bit more about managing client expectations because like you're, you are going to have a lot more busy work right now than when you, when the market was, you know, six months ago, three months ago, and it was super hot. And so some of the busy work that I'm talking about is uh, like, let's say client updates, right? So if you had a bunch of listings, well, nobody had a bunch of listings. You couldn't have a bunch of listings. Everything sold. Yeah. <laughs> But now you should have a bunch of listings on the go, right? You know, 8, 10, 12, 20 listings on the go. And um, now what happens is you need constant and open lines of communication with your sellers so they don't feel like they're out at sea on their own, right? Super important. So what happens is when you're doing your listing presentation, or if you got the lead through social media, it's not a listing presentation. You're literally just giving the price and off you go. But tell the people when you're going to update them, how you're going to update them, and then what they should expect throughout, as far as feedback is concerned, uh, when they're going to get it, how they're going to get it, and how you're going to communicate with them. Because what happens is when you have that conversation, will determine whether it's a good or a bad conversation, even if you say the exact same thing. Hey,
0: well, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so seen that movie a hundred times.
1: Oh yeah, in light banded business.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: the the timing of the conversation is so important so what i'm talking about is let's say you're giving uh listing updates right so i like to do my listing updates on tuesdays and wednesdays my tuesdays and wednesdays were very dry this last whole year uh for listing updates because there was none put the house on the market two hours later it's sold. off we go during the process right now you're gonna have those updates right and i like to update people once a week i think that's more than enough
0: yeah i agree
1: Yeah, you could do more or less. It's up to you as your business. I like once a week. I like Tuesdays and Thursdays because Mondays and Fridays can be holidays, right? So I don't want to be doing stuff on holidays when maybe I might be off or maybe they might be off. (coughs) Tuesday, uh, you've had time for like the weekend to go by and you should have a good amount of data. And then you could prep and plan for Thursday, Friday if you're going to do any adjustments, right? Mm. So like you're going to do price drops or different strategies or redo pictures or staging or whatever uh, in your Tuesday well, my, but in in my Tuesday update, I can give them all that information that they're going to need, right? So I've got the weekend of data and I've got enough time to plan for next weekend because again, we're taking three, four, five, six weeks to sell. So you should be making adjustments. Pivoting. Pivoting, right? So yeah, so what I'd like to do then is um, on my Tuesday updates, I'll literally just go and, like I don't really do CMAs the typical way people do CMAs. Think they're useless it's too much data too much information and it's not the information that people need so what i do is i'll just take the the sales from the last seven days should be a week so the sales from the last seven days the actives <clears throat> the actives the pendings and depending if there's enough data if there's not enough i'll mix in the withdrawn and expireds, and i'll just send them those houses all of them no cma style or nothing just here's all the houses right or agent from sold Sold first, active pending, and then so on. And then what happens is I'll do a write-up, right? And you just keep a little notepad and you make those yourselves, you know, one, two, three, Applewood Street, four, five, six, banana street. Uh, whatever, right? <laughs> whatever you're talking about. And <laughs> I'll just tell them, I'll go, here's the data from the last week. Uh, we saw three sales, prices went from this to this, this type of house backing onto this type of thing with these type of features sold, ours didn't. Uh, I took a look at the selling realtor. I matched it up with showing time. I don't know if you guys use showing time or not. Uh, they, they did, or did not come through our house. So that means we're not appealing to these customers or we are appealing to these customers. We did have these people come through, they didn't buy our house. Here's the feedback attached. So you can match all this stuff up and you're giving pertinent data that the people need and you're breaking it down and explaining it to them so they can understand it quickly, easily, and simply. And then once you have the data, the next step is very simple. It's we need a price adjust. We need this, whatever it is, right? So uh, then <clears throat> the people don't feel like they're just out at sea by themselves, not getting any help. You've you've given them actual proper value uh, every week, and then you're making a, a plan and a change. Like one of the things I hear people when I take over listings, one of the things I hear people complain the most about is my, I signed the listing with my realtor, and then I never heard again from them for six months until the, till the thing died. Right. Crazy. That, yeah. But that's that's, gonna start, that's
0: a transactional mindset right there. It's not a relationship mindset. You have no interest in building a relationship with that seller. If you're going to just put them on a raft and shove them out to sea and not call them or keep in touch with them. And there's no excuse for it. There really isn't 100%. bullshit laziness as far as I'm concerned. Right.
1: 100%. Yeah. And um, but yeah, so like that's so now. My clients expect something Tuesday, Wednesday. So now I have to make sure that I can do that on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, right? So again, like you're going to be, uh, you are going to be tied up with more busy work because the market is slower. So like I said, when I say you've got to work twice as hard for half as much, here's something that might take you an hour a day. <clears throat> well, not a day, but an hour a week that used to take zero hours a week. So now that's an hour of prospecting time that should have been going to prospecting that's now gone, right? So now we're adding an hour of prospecting. So stuff like that, or even you know, if we switch over to buyers, uh, some of you people operated really well, some of you guys didn't in the buyer's market. For me, I was like two, three days max and we're, we're getting deals done, but it's because we prepped our buyers properly. We don't need to talk about it anymore because it's a different market. But I wouldn't go out and lose 40 fucking deals before I got my guy a house we or two, three times and we're done. Now what's going to happen is there's going to be too many options for people. So people aren't going to want to pull the trigger because prices are going down. More houses are coming out of inventory. They know they don't have to buy it today. They've got three, four, five weeks to make a decision. So now that buyer that could have taken three days or a week now might like, stretch out for three, four, five weeks. So now that's more time that's added, and we have to understand we still have to prospect, even though these things are taking more of our time.
0: Yeah, and that's if you only have one buyer.
1: <laughs> have one, yeah, good yeah. Luck. yeah, yeah, if yeah, like one buyer, like yeah. When you got
0: seven buyers, you're you're fucked. You, you ain't prospecting, time right?
1: prospecting. if you got one buyer.
0: Yeah, and you know it's funny because one of the things that I I stress a lot, especially in a in a down market, is. You know, and you you have to have a listen, if you're the listing agent and you have a buyer agent bring you an offer to purchase, uh, it's a good conversation to have with the buyer agent as the listing agent to ask, hey, what percentage is your client putting down? Um, you know, and, and some buyer agents might get their knickers in a twist and go, oh, it's none of your business. Let's just get a deal done. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes here, buddy. Let's pause for a sec. My job is to do the best, honest, and fair job. My fiduciary duty is to kick ass for my seller, right? And Mm -hmm. so by asking this question, I want to make sure that your buyer, when it comes time to close and an appraisal comes in, maybe a hundred grand less, that they are still able to close, right? Because what I'm finding in our market here is a lot of closings are getting delayed a week, two weeks, because Banks are having this these assets uh, appraised, and they're coming in less than what they were purchased for, and then the buyer is now in a position where they can't close. We have a situation right now in our in our group where one of our guys represented the the seller. That seller also bought a house. Okay, so he Mm -hmm. he he represented the seller, and they also bought a house. So he sold their house to another buyer. Another agent represented the buyer that bought their house and those guys went and bought a house. The guys that bought the seller's house can't close and the sellers need the money out of their house to close on the house that they bought that they can't close on now. Yeah. So you got a domino effect. So that's a very important part of the process. If somebody's bringing you an offer to have a combo with that buyer agent and just say, Hey man, I just need to ask you this. Just hear me out. And it's all about the way you position that conversation, right? How are your clients financing? You know, Are they putting down 20%? Are they paying CMHC insurance? Do they have equity in a property that they've already sold? The reason why I'm asking is, is because if the, the house gets reappraised and the market goes down another 10%, are they still going to be able to close? I'm doing this to protect my sellers and you would do the same thing, Mr. Buyer Agent, to protect your seller if you were in my shoes. They should give oh, you the intel, right? They should give it to you. Now, they may bullshit you, uh, but because a lot of agents are transactional, unfortunately, they just want to get a deal done and get paid and spend money before it even comes in. But they they might give you the the, the straight goods and tell you straight up that yeah, my guy is putting down five percent, and you know he and that that's a red flag right there, right for you five percent. What you're buying a million dollar house and you're putting down five percent. Okay, red flag. You might not be able to close in in, in two months, right? So, that's yeah. that's a conversation I always stress for agents to have with the buyer agents uh, if they're bringing an offer to their listing. Now, what's crazy is in a multiple offer situation. <laughs> I mean, it, it, what's crazy about that is you know it's just the guns are blazing and people are throwing money around because it was cheap and buying places for. You know, stupid amounts over asking, not realizing that, you know, the the interest rates are going to climb and and they close after those those interest rates climb and it makes it hard to close. So very uh, scary situation. You got to protect yourself. Pivot and foreshadow for the future, man. You never know what's going to happen.
1: Again, timing and conversations. Can you imagine having that conversation after instead of up front? Right. Or here's some things that could go wrong.
0: Listen, I don't even think agents for the most part in general have that conversation period, right? They're just yeah. excited they're getting offers on their properties right now because it's a down market. I got an offer, but you know, you got to you know, make a checklist. Here's the shit I got to do. If you if you're not doing it automatic until you make it a habit, make a checklist and here's what I got to do. I got to ask the buyer agent this. I got to do that, you know? It's a priority. Schedule it.
1: 100%. Yeah. You know which is
0: which is what you said earlier about <coughs> prospecting, right? Before we started talking here, we started talking about doing the things you need to do every day, and the, the and a lot of agents don't do the things they need to do every day, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> man! I was I was just uh, talking. So I, you know, I run five sales meetings a week, right? So every morning I run a sales meeting. Yeah. And typically what I do is I, I just dig into people's business, right? Those just be nosy. And um, I was talking to an agent they're saying their business was drying up and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's talk about what you did. Right. I go uh, at the time it was like 10 a.m. I'm like, what'd you do this morning so far? Like, oh, well, you know, I went on social media a little bit and did some follow up and made a couple calls. I'm like, oh, wow. You did, you did all that by, uh, by 10 o'clock. I'm like, okay. Cool. Um, tell me what you did on social media, because you did social media. Did you make a post? Did you do a blitz? Did you do whatever? Like, oh, well, you know, I just I kind of really just scrolled. I'm like, okay, so you wasted waste the time. I'm like, what what follow-up did you do at 10 a.m. in the morning? Like, you know, usually you're not doing follow-up that early, because we had the meeting already going for a half hour, so I'm like, you're following up at eight or nine o'clock. Like, well, no, we just kind of, you know, get our day organized and see what's going on and you know, we usually start getting to work around 10 or 10 30. Okay. Well, this, this by is- the way,
0: if you're listening, whoever this is, you're talking about, Sean doesn't hate you. He cares about you.
1: <laughs> I love you. Yeah. But I'm like, Oh, they heard the same thing on the call. Yeah. I'm like, you're just not serious about your business. Right. And I, then I said, you know, what, what's left, <clears throat> what are you guys going to do for the rest of the day? Right. And then again, it's all fluff. And I'm like, okay, well, like, if you think about yourself, we all want to be high performance. So, like if you think of yourself as a high performance sports car, and this is where people can confuse effort with results. I we'll talk about this a lot. But if let's say you're a Lamborghini and you're on a sheet of ice and you floor it, what, are you gonna go anywhere? No, oh, like don't baby.
0: Yeah, don't don't Yeah.
1: But as soon as you hit that patch of cement, gone, right? So one is you want to make sure that you're always on cement. So the effort that you're putting in is actually work that's going to move your business forward. And then to make sure that you're moving your business forward in the right direction. And then that has to go prospecting. So like, again, we have a a, a strategy called the Blitz. But when you're doing the social media Blitz, are you scrolling? Are you actively adding followers from communities where you want to work in? And are you actively getting your sphere to uh, look at the last post you made and did you actually make a post before you blitz? And when you made that post, did you you make sure that you made it of value for your audience with the hook and a call to action? Like, did you do things properly? And the answer nine times out of 10 is is no. And then because the answer is no, their business is slow and then their business is slow and now social media doesn't work for me or this doesn't work for me or whatever. And you guys gotta understand, like you, you have to do the work the right way every time more right now
0: yeah i think people are busy being busy and uh you know the thing they don't do really well is they don't schedule their priorities um you don't need to necessarily say i'm going to do this between nine and ten you can you can time block it which is fantastic but as long as you do it right um and if you feel that, you know you you know you better than anybody else. So if you like, uh, if I don't do this now, I'm never, it's like working out. If I don't work out first thing in the morning, I'm not working out at four or five o'clock at night. I, I don't, I'm not built that way, okay? But it, I need to make sure that I work out first thing in the morning. It's got to be done before 8 a.m., uh, 7 a.m., or it doesn't happen for me, right? I can't squeeze it in. I'm not that guy that has to say, Well, I didn't work out at eight. So I got to do it at eight at night because I got to do it. No, I fucking get your ass out of bed and work out at seven or six or whatever or 5 a.m. Read the book, do whatever it is that your priorities are my advice. And this is not for everybody. This is for me. So if you you like this or can't do this and that's fine. I get it. You do you. I do me. I'm a 5 a.m. guy. I wake up at 5. I do my reading. I do my working out. I meditate. I sauna. I do all that shit. By 7 a.m., while you're still in bed having your beauty sleep, I've already done two hours worth of shit, right? And then after I've done those two hours, I'm probably at the golf course in the summer for like 7.30. I play 9 or 18 holes. I'm done by noon. And then I got work the rest of the day. Or I got nothing, right? You, yeah. Yeah. This is another
1: one that I <laughs> think is super important too. Is I don't, you know, I don't personally care if you're much of a night owl or a morning person or whatever. But when you're in a sales type business, right, which we are, and a customer, a customer service type business, we have to work during the day. It's totally different if you're a, a different type of business owner, where you work in the back end or tech or you manage people from abroad or those kind of things. But we are belly-to-belly, face-to-face, interacting with people, that is our job. So you need to take care of yourself, your body and your mind and everything before people wake up so that you can hit the road running. I talk to people all the time, like they're like, yeah, I go to the gym at 10 o'clock. Like 10, like that's prime prospecting time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right, and they're like, well, Yeah, I'm by not. the
0: way, when I'm at the golf course, I'm prospecting. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and, and that's always the reply, right? It's like, yeah. well, I, I prospect at the gym. I talk to people at the gym. Yeah. I'm like, sure, sure. How, how many deals have you pulled out of the gym in the last year? Well, none. I'm like, OK, well, you're, you're not prospecting the gym. And no. I feel like I'm like, you, you got to understand. I don't mean this in a rude way, but like you, you think I'm an idiot. <laughs> Because you don't, like, you understand, I'm still doing all these things day to day. I'm still, all the things that I'm telling you that you're doing, that you should do, and all the things that you're telling me that you're doing, I am.
0: You're doing. physically doing them.
1: I'm doing it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I know what's going on if you're yeah. prospecting the gym or not, because I do pull deals out of the gym, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can ask me, sure how many deals you pull from the gym in the last, whatever, five, six months? Five. Yeah. Day, right? Yeah. How many you? Do- Zero. Okay, so you're there working out with your headphones on, which is totally fine, as you should be. But don't don't lie to yourself and don't lie to me telling me that you're prospecting, because you're not.
0: That kind of tells me that that person in general doesn't know what they want, or doesn't have the drive that they need to get what they want. They might have the goal of I want to make 500 grand a year in GCI. Mm -hmm. But that goal, without a plan and a purpose and accountability means fuck all you might as well just put it on a piece of paper and stick it on your wall and look at it every day and not do anything towards its attainment right that's exactly the problem so if you're going to go to the gym and you want to prospect with people great you know my first thing is i don't go to the gym i got my own setup at home but if i was at the gym i'd be like i'd be all over you right now i'd be like sean what do you do at the gym like i know how to prospect but give me the five minutes calls notes on how you approach somebody or talk to somebody at the gym to talk about their business. I would do it indirectly, you know, yeah. especially if they didn't know me. what do you do? Oh, I'm a realtor. I, you know, I do this, I do that, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, you know, I, I have my own way of doing it, but I want to know what you're doing. Cause I could probably be like, oh shit, that's actually a really good way of doing things. Right. So model other people's behaviors who are more successful than you. Right. It's like surrounding yourself with your your five. Right. And and do it. And and fucking execute. Right. And if you need a kick in the ass, hey man, I'll kick your ass every day. That's what I do. I kick people's asses every day. My wife kicks mine, I kick others. (laughs) But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, if you're like lazy, let's let's back up a sack here. Because what you physically put into yourself as far as like nutrition. Will affect your output, okay? If you're putting diesel fuel into an unleaded engine, then you're doing no prospecting at the gym. Yeah, right? you're, in, you're in trouble. You're in shit. So that's a big part of it too. I, I mean, I'm personally, I know, I, I, if I eat like shit for a couple of days, I'm like dragging my ass, right? So you got to make sure you put. You said it. You put you at the top of the list, right? Yeah. You have before to. you put anything else below
1: yeah. yeah and but do it don't
0: do it on work time right right. but that's even more so in a down market, right um, but I, I think honestly like there's a there's a whole there's a whole bunch of stuff that starts with you, right like not you like with the person um, before the success drips. yeah, right
1: Oh for sure. And like, here's one of the biggest, (coughs) biggest challenges I think about real estate for so many agents is uh, all the work that you have to do gets no results for three to six months. And not only does it get no result for three to six months, because you got to build it up, your skill, your skill level is probably very low when you're starting. So now you're doing something that's not going to show any results for, let's say three months, you're not good at it. So it's going to take you a month to two, three months to get good at it. So you got to be almost six months of doing the same thing every day, blindly, hoping that it's going to work, seeing nothing work, right? That's what I was like, this is, is for me, right? Whatever social media is not for me, door knocking is not for me, whatever it is, it's not for me, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's for you, whatever you want to do, but you have to understand that you're you're not going to be good at it at the beginning. You have to do it for a long time to build the skill and the volume, right? So you're this, this came up this morning as well, Nicole. I was talking about doing the blitz, right? Well, yeah. when, I, when I first started, I didn't know what a blitz was. We, I knew the things I should be doing, but we didn't have it as organized as what we do now. <clears throat> and um, so uh, I tell people, sorry, um, I see people when they're talking about, oh, I, you know, I spent 45 minutes on social media. Right, awesome. Okay, well doing
0: how, what?
1: How how many messages you send? Oh, I don't know, like 50 or 60 or something like that, right? Um, sorry, I got Doordash coming in. One sec. You leave it anywhere here is fine. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Right
0: here?
1: Yeah, anywhere is good. Yeah, thank you so much,
0: <laughs> Classic, John, classic. <laughs> but, yeah. So
1: yeah, how um, much what
0: did you do for that time you were on social media, right?
1: Well, so not so let's say. 45, like, oh yeah, I did 45 minutes of social media, an hour of social media. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, how many, how many DMs you sent or sent? Like, oh, like at least 50 or 60. I'm like, like one, you shouldn't be able to count how many. And then I asked him, like, are, are your thumbs sore? They're like, well, no. I'm like, well, if your thumbs aren't sore, you were you were scrolling, you weren't messaging, right? Like, like the, the pads should be numb. The pads of your thumb should be numb. And like, if you're really going, your knuckle gets sore from, from pounding yeah. the screen too much. I go, the volume is just completely different. I go, you're sending 50 messages. I'm sending like 5,000. Right. Yeah. So if you want big results, you have to put in big effort.
0: I couldn't agree more. My friend, you can't get blood out of a stone. And I'm, it's an old saying my, my mom used to say to me, like, you got to put the work in and uh, you know, if you want shitty results, then then send 50 messages. But if you want big results, Just imagine the volume, okay, that you just talked about. Let's just say, let's take 500, okay? Let's say every day, 30 days in a row, you send 500 DMs out to people through our blitz that we do. Are you telling me that you're not going to get business out of that? Like, you'll get, you will be overwhelmed with business, okay? 100 million percent. 500 and if that's you got nothing else going on as a new agent right so you got time for this and what a lot of new agents do is they do training right train 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 they just did their course for whatever many months wherever you do it and then you do you do all this training every day training 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 meanwhile nobody knows what you're doing nobody knows who you are nobody knows who you're working with and you'd probably just lost maybe three or four deals in a month that you might have had otherwise, right? Which is super important in these down markets that we're in. This is the time to build and spawn and build the, the buckets, just fill them, right? Yeah, you're gonna be overwhelmed if you put the time in. Yep, hundred percent And you gotta like you gotta understand you, you're
1: building the skill, right? That's what I tell everybody. It's everything like the destination is not any, like it's zero percent importance. It's the skill that you gained on the journey to the destination that's everything, right? Right. So it's like oh, I did send fifty messages, I got no deals. I'm like, well, send fifty thousand messages and build the skill to interact with people properly,
0: and then you'll get the deals. It's like, like it's like working know, out, right? You want to build your bicep muscle. Your bicep muscle when you start is skin and bones, right? But you're just like this. You're building the muscle. You're building the skill. You're building the muscle. And all of a sudden you got big biceps, right? And then when you stop working out your biceps, what happens? They get smaller. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> so but like, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, no, no, go ahead. You're good.
1: Yeah, uh, like, you know, thinking about this, I saw a, um, a thing from Alex Hormozzi or Harmozy, sorry. Yeah. We all know this guys, like a, a 15 out of 10, probably one of the smartest people walking the earth. And he was talking about one time where he sent out letters, mailers, right, for his gym. I can't remember what the exact numbers were, but I think he said he sent out 50 mailers or 500 mailers or something like that. And he got uh, basically no return on the mailer. And he had a mentor. The mentor told him to do it. And so he did it. And when he went back to the mentor a few weeks later, or a month later, whatever it was, he's like, yeah, like I sent all those letters and I got like almost no return from it. He goes, oh, okay, well, how many did you send? He goes, it's 50 letters, Right or 300, I think was the number, 300 letters. And he goes, I don't even sample less than 5,000. And then once I get the sample back, we send out like 50,000, right? The volume just wasn't there, but he thought he was doing everything, but he was doing nothing. Yeah. Same thing for for us, right? Like even door knocking back when I had my door knocking days. Like how many doors you knock? Oh, you know, I knock 50 doors. I'm like, oh, today? Like, no, no, this week. (laughs) (laughs) You 10 doors a day
0: (laughs) yeah that was when back in the in the the cold months of 2019 where you were freezing your balls off knocking on doors i remember that man that was uh that was crazy
1: oh yeah uh, i would would do up to 300 doors a day yeah well not every day but usually thursdays and fridays are my door knocking days but every time I went out, like 50 wasn't even a number. Like yeah. that was like a bare minimum. I don't got time. Yeah. If you're going to be serious about it, go call two, 300 doors, right? If you're going to make calls, make calls. If you're going to do social media, like, like actually get after the, the prospecting task. And you'll never wonder why you're not getting business. One, because you would be too damn busy to be wondering things. And two, you'll be too busy doing things <laughs> to be wondering. Yeah,
0: and the, the, big, the biggest thing you said that I got out of that, that I preach and you preach all the time, <gasps> is you got to fucking commit, right? Just commit to doing it. If you're going to do 50, you're not committed, right? Mm. If you're going to do 500, you're committed, right? 50 is a joke. Go do 500 calls. Don't, don't knock 500 doors. Send 500 mm. uh, DMs. Commit. Right, Write that down on your board. Put it on your forearm so you see it every day. And and marker that's not going to infect your skin. But commit. Put a tattoo on there. Just commit. Do it. It, The the results will be phenomenal. And you won't be whining about and having this poor me mentality like, how come he's getting all this work and I'm getting nothing? Because he's committed and you're not. Or she's committed and you're not. Right? And, and, you know, you see it all the time with agents who want to join teams and they want the team leader to give them everything. I want the leads. I want you to do this for me. I want you to do that for me. That's bullshit. Like, that's bullshit. No disrespect to anybody that's on a team. You're just giving your money away. You're just giving it away because you're not committed, right? They're committed in what they want to do and they're making money off you. But you're not committed. They are. And you're working for someone. You're an employee. So. Yeah. Um, yeah it's it's a big deal I, I mean we got a little bit off track here with the with some of the stuff but there's a lot of good good nuggets there especially for for your business and uh so just before we wrap up um you know down markets are really tough in a seller's environment and you got to be really patient in a buyer's environment right um there's a lot of him in there's a lot of Han uh the other yesterday i did a real i was working with these first-time home buyers, and you know there's a lot of time to explain to them the ins and outs of the exterior and the interior workings of a house which you should all know like don't be a transactional door opener and be like you like the color in the wall what do you think of the kitchen cabinets oh look it's soft clothes drawers nice like that's bullshit like anybody can do that but yeah. but i think like honestly um, in this market, it's it's a good time for you as an agent if you're working with buyers to be sharpen the saw, get to know your 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 craft a little more. You should be doing that all the time, anyways, and just educate people, right? And and do do good deals, right? There there's a lot of good deals out there, especially in down markets. Um, but make sure your clients are protected. And if you're in a down market and you have to sell uh, before you buy, I highly recommend selling before you buy highly recommend because it might take a long time to sell uh your house or your condo uh and uh you know it's stress right you either get your stress first or you get it later i'm stressing to sell then i gotta stress to buy something or i bought something and now i gotta stress to sell before it closes
1: (laughs) yeah totally
0: yeah
1: I'll, i'll take the stress up front (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah take the stress up front but you know I, I i get that question all the time should we sell first or should we buy first i'm like depending on where you live and what the average days on the market are going for a price i would always sell first in a down market before buy having said that and all the properties i've ever bought i always bought first <laughs> yeah,
1: but it totally depends on your on your financial
0: position right yeah totally so yeah anyways uh this has been great we're back uh hopefully we're not uh seeing you guys in another two months uh we've been oh, we're, we're every week now we're, we're back in a swinging season here yeah we're swinging and uh <laughs> you know sean's gone to a few places uh where have you gone the last couple months uh you went to cabo day. you went to florida
1: cabo florida uh breeze <laughs> that
0: passport's just getting stamped like crazy, eh? Oh, yeah, she's
1: gone. It's it's funny. I was talking about this with, with Saturday the other day I Remember we're on vacation. I'm like, like before so and we're talking like fuck two years ago, a little more now. Like I, I couldn't afford to put gas in my tank. And now I'm like, Do you know how many <laughs> vacations we've been on this year? She's like, no, oh, how many? I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's in, like here, 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 like we've got like six vacations. We're doing like one a month. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, six vacations. And I think the, like the the cheapest one was this last one at about 11 G's and I'm like, we're like, we're like in a hundred thousand dollars in vacations this year. Right? <laughs> nice. Just how different your life can be if you put in the work and, and I was talking about this with somebody else actually yesterday. residual of the work you do so like and you know like here we should talk about this next our next podcast but building a community instead of um a database but what happens is now because i've put in all this work for the last uh two years three years and i've built this you know incredible community around around what i do now I don't have to prospect anywhere near like what I used to because the community already knows that I'm a realtor. I'm already top of preference. I don't need to worry about being top of mind. I don't worry about any of that stuff. And people do just reach out to you with deals because you are that person that you, you spent all that time building. And I, I didn't know this was going to happen at the time, but you know, I spent damn near three years before I took a day off realistically. And uh, now the residual effort from that, or that compounded effort is, is the, like, if somebody could take over my business right now, besides managing the volume of deals, they would think this is the easiest thing in the world. But building it was the, the challenge, right? But building the community. Yeah. But
0: it yeah, it took me. It took me, I don't know how many years to <coughs> build a community. And now, you know, I, I would say 90% of my business is from that community, right? Mm. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, it, it, there was a time about two weeks ago, every day somebody was calling me. I got a list I got a list I got a list it was crazy so um uh you know which is great you know but it's from the community and it, it you, you got to take time to build it you got to take time to build it so um and, and that's that's another uh podcast for sure that we can we can definitely talk about uh that's a big one for me the repeat and referral side of business oh yeah so yeah, that's, that's good yeah I yeah, know it's an
1: amazing business that way
0: yeah I'm, I'm very lucky um you know and, and at the end of the day, I've not lucky. Been...
1: You 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 did this. Yeah. Least,
0: well, exactly. but I've always been relationship oriented, not transactional oriented. I've always told my my client, <laughs> "It's great that I know you today, but I want to know you in ten years. I want to know your kids. I want to, you know, that's how I'm built, right? And that's how I build things. That's how I build my community. And so, you know, I I always get agents going, ah, leases. I don't want to work and do leases. I'm like, are you kidding me? Those people will lease a place with you, but they are now referral sources for you. It doesn't mean that everybody they know are going to lease. They might have their parents' house that needs to be sold. And it's, it's, it's huge. That is how you build your community, by having conversations, wow. right? Which we talk about all the time. You've got to have conversations. At the end of every day, you ask yourself, how many conversations did I have today about real estate? I remember when I first met you years ago, you were like, yeah, I take 10 business cards out with me every day, and I don't go back to my place until I've given them all out. And I've got three in my pocket, and I'm in my elevator lobby. I either give them out in the elevator, or I get the fuck out of there, and I go give out three more business cards. Right. Commitment, again, again, again. We're seeing a, a, a definite pattern here, folks, with Sean. But <laughs> it's commitment, right? Yep. Build your community. All right, let's sign off. This has been great. I'm so happy we're back uh this is awesome i i, I just love this and uh, i missed it and i know a lot of you did because i got a bunch of dms from you uh asking when are we back and uh you miss us and we love you guys and thanks for the support and we will see you guys on the next one which is going to be next week right sean yep yeah 100 <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll see you guys soon take care thanks sean <laughs>